Well, good morning, everybody. It's good to see you this morning. Today is Monday, March the 13th in the year of our Lord, 2023. And you're listening to Sister on Scripture. Thank you so much for being here. Today, we're going to continue out of the NASB 1977 edition with Daniel chapter 7. The last time we left off, we um, had read chapters 4, 5, and 6 on Thursday. So today we're just going to go ahead and pick up with 7 and see where it goes. Daniel's a pretty um, short book, but it's a good book. It's got a lot of important information and um, insight on things that we can apply even now. So I'm so glad to be able to jump into that and get started with you guys this morning. So, um, this is the vision of the four beasts, and it kind of reminds me of Ezekiel, and kind of how Ezekiel starts off um, with his vision. And I'm going to read just a little bit of the Ezekiel passage, just to kind of um, refresh anybody's memory or whatever. In Ezekiel 1, it's the vision of the four figures. And in Daniel 7, it's the vision of the four beasts. And I will just read um, chapter 1 on Ezekiel. I won't go further into that. It says, Now it came about in the 30th year, on the fifth day of the fourth month, while I was by the... While I was by the river Shabar among the exiles, the heavens were opened and I saw visions of God. On the fifth of the month, in the fifth year of King Jehoashan, y'all know I can't say these words right, so if you want to give me some spelling tips down there in the bottom, I'll take them. The word of the Lord came expressly to Ezekiel, the priest, son of Buzi, in the land of the Chaldeans by the river Shabar. And there the hand of the Lord came upon him. And as I looked, behold, a storm wind was coming from the north, a great cloud with fire flashing forth continually and a bright light around it. And in its midst, something like glowing metal in the midst of the fire. And within it, there were the were figures resembling four living beings. And this was their appearance. They had human form. Each of them had four faces and four wings, and their legs were straight, and their feet were like a calf's hoof, and they gleamed like burnished bronze. Under their wings, on their four sides, were human hands. As for the faces and wings of the four of them, their wings touched one another. Their faces did not turn when they moved. Each went straight forward. As for the form of their faces each had the face of a man all four had the face of a lion on the right and the face of a bull on the left and all four had the face of an eagle such were their faces their wings were spread out above each had two touching another being and co two covering their bodies and each went straight forward wherever the spirit was about to go they would go without turning as they went in the midst of the living beings, there was something that looked like burning coals of fire, like torches darting back and forth among the living beings. The fire was bright and lightning was flashing from the fire, and the living beings ran to and fro like bolts of lightning. 
Now, as I looked at the living beings, behold, there was one wheel on the earth beside the living beings for each of the four of them. The appearance of the wheels and the, their workmanship was like sparkling barrel, and all four of them had the same form, their appearance and workmanship being as if one wheel were within another. Whenever they moved, they moved in any of their four directions without turning as they moved. As for their rims, they were lofty and awesome, and the rims of all four of them were full of eyes around about. And wherever the living beings moved, the wheels moved with them. And whenever the living beings rose from the earth, the wheels rose also. Wherever the spirit was about to go, they would go in that direction. And the wheels rose closed beside them, for the spirit of the living beings was in the wheels. Whenever those went, these went, and whenever those stood still, these stood still. And whenever those rose from the earth, the wheels rose close beside them, for the spirit of the living beings was in the wheels. And that's all I'm going to read on the Ezekiel one, but it was very similar um, to me on how Daniel 7 starts out with the vision of the four beasts. And it starts out, in the year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel saw a dream and visions in his mind as he lay on his bed. Then he wrote the dream down and related to the following summary of it. Daniel said, I was looking in my vision by night, and behold, the four winds of heaven were stirring up the great sea. And the four great beasts were coming up from the sea different from one another. The first was like a lion and had the wings of an eagle. I kept looking until its wings were plucked, and it was lifted up from the ground and made to stand on two feet like a man. A human mind was also given to it, also was given to it. And behold, another beast, a second one resembling a bear. And it was raised up on one side, and three ribs were in its mouth between its teeth. And thus they said to it, Arise, devour much meat. After this, I kept looking, and behold, another one, like a leopard, which had on its back four wings of a bird. The beast also had four heads, and dominion was given to it. After this, I kept looking in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrifying and extremely strong, and it had large iron teeth. It devoured and crushed and trampled down the remainder with its feet. And it was different from all the beasts that were before it, and it had ten horns. While I was contemplating the horns, behold, another horn, a little one, came up among them, and three of the first horns were pulled out by the roots before it. And behold, this horn possessed eyes like the eyes of a man, and a mouth uttering great boast. I kept looking until thrones were set up, and the Ancient of Days took his seat. His vesture was like white snow, and the hair of his head like pure wool. His throne was ablaze with flames. Its wheels were a burning fire. A river of fire was flowing and coming out from before him. Thousands upon thousands were attending him, and myriads upon myriads were standing before him. The court sat, and the books were opened. Then I kept looking because of the sound of the boastful words which the horn was speaking. I kept looking until the beast was slain and its body was destroyed and given to the burning fire. 
As for the rest of the beast, their dominion was taken away, but an extension of life was granted to them for an appointed period of time. I kept looking in the night visions, and behold, with the clouds of heaven, one like a son of man was coming. And he came up to the Ancient of Days and was presented before him. This verse, just a side note, this verse serves as the clearest Old Testament background of Jesus' application of the phrase Son of Man to himself. In discussion of the destruction of Jerusalem and the end of the world, he used it of the second coming of the Son of Man. It's in uh, Matthew twenty four thirty, which I'll read. I've got a few passages I'm going to read. Out of Matthew, uh, Mark, Luke, and Revelations. Well, we'll start with Matthew twenty four thirty. Matthew twenty four thirty says, and then, and this is red letter language, and then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of the sky with power and great glory. Also in Mark thirteen twenty six, And then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. As well as Luke 21, 27. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And so as you can see, he used it um, to describe the second coming of man as he did in his trial before the high priest in Matthew 26, 64. Jesus said to him, you have said it yourself. Nevertheless, I tell you hereafter, you shall see the son of man sitting at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Also, uh, Mark fourteen sixty two, And I'll put all of these verses, um, once I post the episode, I'll put them in the comments. So that way y'all can go back and look at them and be able to reference um, yourselves and, and look them up. And Jesus said, I am sit Jesus said, I am, and you shall see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of power and coming with the clouds of heaven. John began his apocalypse with a reference to Christ's second coming as it was foreseen in Daniel seven thirteen, like we just read in Revelations one seven. Behold, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him. Even those who pierced him and all the tribes of the earth will mourn over him. Even so, amen. As well as Revelation 1.13. And in the middle of the lamp stands one like a son of man, clothed in a robe reaching to the feet and girded across his breast with a golden girdle. And Revelation 14.14. 14. And as y'all can hear, the hens are laying their eggs.
And I looked, and behold, a white cloud, and sitting on the cloud was one like a son of man, having a golden crown on his head and a sharp sickle in his hand. All right, so that's the end of that little side note. But I'll, I'll put all of these, because um, we'll have a few in here today. I'll put those all in the comments section when I post the episode. Daniel seven fourteen, And to him was given dominion, glory, and a kingdom that all the peoples, nations, and men of every language might serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which will not pass away, and his kingdom is one which will not be destroyed. As for me, Daniel, my spirit was distressed within me, and the visions in my mind kept alarming me. I approached one of those who were standing by and began asking him the exact meaning of all this. So he told me and made known to me the interpretation of these things. These great beasts, which are four in number, are four kings who will arise from the earth. But, one, but the saints of the highest one will receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever for all ages to come. Then I desired to know the exact meaning of the fourth beast, which was different from all the others, exceedingly dreadful with its teeth of iron and its claws of bronze, and which devoured, crushed, and trampled down the remainder with its feet. And the meaning of the ten horns that were on its head and the other horn which came up, and before which three of them fell, namely that horn which had eyes and a mouth uttering great boast, and which was larger in appearance than its associates. And I kept looking, and that horn was waging war with the saints and overpowering them until the Ancient of Days came, and judgment was passed in favor of the saints of the Highest One. And the time arrived when the saints took possession of the kingdom, Thus he said, The fourth beast will be a fourth kingdom on the earth, which will be different from all the other kingdoms, and it will devour the whole earth and tread it down and crush it. As for the ten horns, out of this kingdom ten kings will arise, and another will arise after them, and he will be different from the previous ones and will subdue three kings. And he will speak out against the Most High and wear down the saints of the highest one. And he will intend to make alterations in times and in law, and they will be given into his hand for a time, times and half a time. But the court will sit for judgment, and his dominion will be taken away, annihilated, and destroyed forever. Then the sovereignty, the dominion, and the greatest greatness of all the kingdoms under the whole heaven will be given to the people of the saints of the highest one. His kingdom will be an everlasting kingdom, and all the dominions will serve and obey him. At this point, the revelation ended. As for me, Daniel, my thoughts were greatly alarming me, and my face grew pale, but I kept the matter to myself. Daniel 8 In the third year of the reign of Belshazzar, the king, a vision appeared to me, Daniel, subsequent to the one which appeared to me previously. And I looked in the vision, and it came about while I was looking that I was in the citadel of Susa, which is the pro in the providence of Elam. And I looked in the vision, and I myself was beside the 
I think this is pronounced Yuli Canal. It's U-L-A-I. But y'all know I am awful with these spellings and pronunciation, or not spellings, but pronunciations. Then I lifted my gaze and looked, and behold, a ram, which had two horns, was standing in front of the canal. Now the two horns were long, but one was longer than the other, with the longer one coming up last. I saw the ram budding westward, northward and southward, and no other beast could stand before him, nor was there anyone to rescue from his power, but he did as he pleased and magnified himself. While I was observing, behold, a male goat was coming from the west over the surface of the whole earth without touching the ground, and the goat had a conspicuous horn between his eyes. Conspicuous, sorry. And he came up to the ram that had the two horns, which I had seen standing in front of the canal, and rushed at him with his mighty wrath. And I saw him come beside the ram, and he was enraged at him. And he struck the ram and shattered his two horns, and the ram had no strength to withstand him. So he hurled him to the ground and trampled on him, and there was none to rescue the ram from his power. Then the male goat magnified himself exceedingly, but as soon as he was mighty, the large horn was broken, and in its place there came up four conspicuous, conspicuous horns toward the four winds of heaven. And out of one of them came forth a rather small horn, which grew exceedingly great toward the south, toward the east and toward the beautiful land and it grew up to the host of heaven and caused some of the host and some of the stars to fall down fall to the earth and it trampled them down it even magnified itself to be equal with the commander of the host and it removed the regular sacrifice from him and the place of his sanctuary was thrown down and on account of transgression, the host will be given over to the horn along with the regular sacrifice, and it will fling truth to the ground and perform its will and prosper. Then I heard a holy one speaking, and another holy one said to that particular one who was speaking, How long will the vision about the regular sacrifice apply while the transgression causes horror so as to allow both the holy place, and the host to be trampled. And he said to me, For 2,300 evenings and mornings, then the holy place will be properly restored. And it came about when I, Daniel, had seen the vision that I sought to understand it. And behold, standing before me was one who looked like a man. And I heard the voice of a man between the banks of Uli, and he called out and said, Gabriel, give this man an understanding of the vision. So he came near to where I was standing. And when he came, I was frightened and fell on my face. But he said to me, son of man, understand that the vision pertain pertains to the time of the end. Now, while he was talking with me, I sank into a deep sleep with my face to the ground. But he touched me and made me stand upright. And he said, Behold, I am going to let you know what will occur at the final period of the indignation, for it pertains to the, to the appointed time of the end. The ram which you saw with the two horns 
represents the kings of Media and Persia. And the shaggy goat represents the kingdom of Greece. And the large horn that is between his eyes is the first king. And the broken horn and the four horns that arose in its place represent four kingdoms which will arise from his nation. Although not with his power. And the, in the latter period of their rule, when the, well, excuse me, when the transgressors have run their course, a king will arise insolent and skilled in intrigue, and his power will be mighty, but not by his own power. And he will destroy to an extraordinary degree and prosper and perform his will. He will destroy mighty men and the holy people. And through his shrewdness, he will cause deceit to succeed by his influence. And he will magnify himself in his heart. And he will destroy many while they are at ease. He will even oppose the prince of princes, but he will be broken without human agency. And the visions of the evenings and, mor and mornings, which has been told, is true. But keep the vision secret, for it pertains to many days in the future. The sealing of a vision was a common feature of apocalyptic literature, of which the book of Daniel is an early example, and which will also, like in Daniel 12, 4, which says, But as for you, Daniel, conceal these words and seal up the book until the end of time. Many will go back and forth, and knowledge will increase. In Isaiah 8.16, you know, we just had finished Isaiah, was the last book that we read. In Isaiah 8.16, it says, Bind up the testimony, seal the law among my disciples. Isaiah sealed a prophecy for the purposes of later validation. Eight twenty seven. Then I, Daniel was exhausted and sick for days. Then I got up again and carried on the king's business, but I was astounded at the vision, and there was none to explain it. Daniel chapter 9. And I am, I think we're going to stop with 9. Let's see. We may go on. We'll see how much time we've got. But I think I am going to stop with 9. And then we'll do 10, 11, 12. And wrap up the book of Daniel Thursday. So that way next week we start a new book. Daniel 9. In the first year of Darius. And I know I'm pronouncing that one incorrectly. Because it's pronounced a different way. But I want to always call it Dar Darius. The son of Assyrius, the Median, Median descent, who was made king over the kingdom of the Chaldeans in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, observed in the books the number of the years, which was revealed as the word of the Lord to Jeremiah, the prophet, for the completion of the desolations of Jerusalem, namely 70 years. So I gave my attention to the Lord God to seek him by prayer and supplications with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. And I prayed to the Lord my God and confessed and said, Alas, O Lord, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant and loving kindness, 
for those who love him and keep his commandments. We have sinned, committed inequity, acted wickedly, and rebelled, even turning aside from thy commandments and ordinances. Moreover, we have not listened to thy servants, the prophets who spoke in thy name to our kings, our princes, our fathers, and all the people of the land. Righteousness belongs to thee, O Lord, but to us open shame, as it is this day to the men of Judah, the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and all Israel, those who are nearby and those who are far away in all the countries, to which thou hast driven them because of their unfaithful deeds, which they have committed against thee. Open shame belongs to us, O Lord, to our kings, our princes, and our fathers, because we have sinned against thee. To the Lord our God belong compassion and forgiveness, for we have rebelled against him. Nor have we obeyed the voice of the Lord our God to walk in his teachings, which he set before us through his servants, the prophets. Indeed, all Israel has transgressed thy law and turned aside, not obeying thy voice. So the curse has been poured out on us, along with the oath which is written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, for we have sinned against him. Thus he has confirmed his words, which he had spoken against us and, our, and against our rulers who ruled us to bring on us great calamity. For under the whole heaven, there has not been done anything like what was done to Jerusalem. As it is written in the law of Moses, all this calamity has come on us. Yet we have not sought the favor of the Lord our God by turning from our inequity and given attention to thy truth. Therefore, the Lord has kept the calamity in store and brought it on us. For the Lord our God is righteous with respect to all his deeds, which he has done, but we have not obeyed, obeyed his voice. And now our Lord, our God, O Lord, our God, who has brought thou, thy people out of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand and has made a name for thyself. As it is this day, we have sinned, we have been wicked. O Lord, in accordance with all thy righteous acts, let now thine anger and thy wrath turn away from thy city, Jerusalem, thy holy mountain, for because of our sins and the inequities of our fathers, Jerusalem and thy people have become a reproach to all those around us. So now, our God, listen to the prayer of thy servant and to his supplications, and for thy sake, O Lord, let thy face shine upon thy, thy desolate sanctuary. O my God, incline thine ear and hear. Open thine eyes and see our desolations in the city which is called by thy name. For we are not presenting our supplications before thee on account of any merits of our own, but on account of thy great compassion. O Lord, hear. O Lord, forgive. O Lord, listen and take action. For thine own sake, my God, do not delay, because thy city and thy people are called by thy name. Now while I was speaking and praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel and presenting my supplication before the Lord my God in behalf of the holy mountain of my God, while I was still speaking in prayer, then the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision previously, came to me in my extreme weariness about the time of the evening, evening offering. And he gave me instruction and talked with me and said, O Daniel, I have now came 
come forth to give you insight with understanding. At the beginning of your supplication, supplications, the command was issued, and I have come to tell you, for you are highly esteemed. So give heed to the message and gain understanding of the vision. I think I will go ahead and go on to chapter 10. I don't want to like leave it hanging. Seventy weeks have decreed for your people and your holy city to finish the transgression to make an end of the sin of sin. Sin to make atonement for inequity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy place. So you are to know and to discern that from the issuing of a decree to restore and rebuild Jerusalem until Messiah, the Prince, there will be seven weeks and 62 weeks. It will be built again with plaza and moat, even in times of distress. Then after the 62 weeks, the Messiah will be cut off and have nothing. And the people of the Prince who is to come will destroy the city and the sanctuary. And its end will come with a flood. Even to the end, there will be war. Desolations are determined. And he will make a firm covenant with the many for one week. But in the middle of the week, he will put a stop to, to sacrifice and grain offering. And on the wing of abominations will come one who makes desolate, even until a complete destruction, one that is decreed, is poured out on the one who makes desolate. Daniel 10. Daniel is terrified by a vision. In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a message was revealed to Daniel, who was named Belteshazzar, and the message was true and one of great conflict, but he understood the message and had an understanding of the vision. In those days, I, Daniel, had been mourning for three entire weeks. I did not eat any tasty food, nor did any meat or wine enter my mouth, nor did I use any ointment at all until the entire three weeks were completed. And on the 24th day of the first month, while I was by the bank of the great river that is Tigris, I lifted my eyes and looked, and behold, there was a certain man dressed in linen, whose waist was skirted with a belt of pure gold of Euphus. His body was also like beryl, his face had the appearance of lightning. His eyes were like flaming torches, his arms and feet like the gleam of polished bronze, and the sound of his words like the sound of a tumult. Now I, Daniel, alone saw the vision, while the men who were there with me did not see the vision. Nevertheless, a great dread fell, fell on them, and they ran away to hide themselves. So I left. I was left alone and saw this great vision, yet no strength was left in me, for my natural color turned to a deathly pallor, and I retained no strength. But I heard the sound of his words, and as soon as I heard the sound of his words, I fell into a deep sleep on my face with my face to the ground. Then behold, a hand touched me and set me trembling on my hands and knees. And he said to me, O oh, Daniel, man of high esteem, understand the words that I am about to tell you and stand upright, for I have been 
I have now been sent to you. And when he had spoken this word to me, I stood up trembling. Then he said to me, do not be afraid, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart on understanding this and on humbling yourself before God, your words were heard and I have come in response to your words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia was withstanding me for 21 days. Then behold, Michael, one of the chief princes came to help me for I had been left there with the kings of Persia. Now I've come to give you an understanding of what will happen to your people in the latter days, for the vision pertains to the days of the future, to the days yet future. My apologies. And when he had spoken to me, according to these words, I turned my face toward the ground and became speechless. And behold, one who resembled a human being was touching my lips. Then I opened my mouth and spoke and said to him who was standing before me, O oh my Lord, as a result of the vision, anguish has come upon me and I have retained no strength. For how can such a servant of my Lord talk with such as my Lord? As for me, there remains just now no strength in me, nor has any breath been left in me. Then this, then this one with human appearance touched me again and strengthened me. And he said, O man of high esteem, do not be afraid. Peace be with you. Take courage and be courageous. Now, as soon as he spoke to me, I received strength and said, May my Lord speak for you have strengthened me. Then he said, Do you understand why I came to you? But I shall now return to fight against the prince of Persia. So I'm going forth and behold, the prince of Greece is about to come. However, I will tell you what is inscribed in the writing of truth. Yet there is no one who stands firmly with me against these forces except Michael, your prince. All right, now Daniel 11, but I do have a note to read before we go on to 11. I may just go ahead and stop here um, because 11 and 12 is kind of meaty. Um, but the angel Michael is seen here as the heavenly prince of Israel, as he is in Daniel 12, 1, um, which says, now, that, that, now at that time, Michael, the great prince who stands to guard, who stands guard over the sons of your people will arise. And there will be a time of distress such as never occurred since there was a nation until that time. And at that time, your people, everyone who is found written in the book, will be rescued. Persia also had its own prince, as did Greece, um, from what we were saying, you know, in 10, 13, and 20. These princes are angels engaged in heavenly combat. And the implication is that what is happening to these nations on earth, on the earth, was affected by this heavenly struggle in Daniel 10, 12 through 14 and 20. Yep, there's your rooster, little red. During the intertestament, excuse me, during the intertestamental period, the Jews greatly expanded the Old Testament teachings, teaching on angels into a full-blown hierarchy of both good and evil angels. 
In the New Testament, Paul, using different terminology, taught that the Christians' real struggle was against was with these spiritual beings rather than with physical ones in Ephesians 6.12. And Ephesians 6.12, which encompasses the entire armor of God, um, 6.12 says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. So they're really, you know, evil does exist, you know, it, it's, it's out there in plain sight. And so for anyone that thinks that, you know, Satan is figurative or hell is figurative, it's not, it's a literal place and there's little demons and there's literal things that we are battling. And we have these archangels that are archangel angels that fight for us. Um, but we have to be aware of those and have our eyes open to be able to see what is there. And that's what the importance of, you know, putting on the armor of God, um, and, you know, and keeping that on. So that way we keep that strength so we can stand firm against all the schemes of the devil because he's tricky. He's very, very tricky. Even, you know, like Eve, she was manipulated and it's very easy for, especially for us women, we are emotional people um who care for you know people and and we're the providers of the family as far as like taking care of the children um typically so you know we are we're very emotional and we'll react emotionally or i myself do i don't want to speak for all women but because of that maternal instinct that's in me from having children i i do sometimes act emotionally and so i'll have to sit there and read think about what, you know, what's going on and ask father and see him and, and talk to him before, you know, I just start reacting. Sorry. Ryan is talking about making some beef stew from uh, scratch and I got distracted because that sounds so good. We had, Oh, my sister-in-law, um, since we finished the, uh, the section of Daniel we're going to do for today. Thursday, we'll pick up on, um, we'll do 11 and 12 on Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern. Um, but Saturday, yeah, we, we squirrel. Here we go, squirrel. Let's talk about some food now. My sister-in-law made some African beef stew. And this was, it's has um, stew beef. And she did something different with her beef that I had not ever seen. She took um, and was washing the beef with a vinegar and a little bit of, she likes to use uh, lime juice, but her mom didn't have it. So my mother-in-law didn't have it. So we went and, um, or so she used lemon juice. But... I got to thinking about it, about the vinegar being, and the lemon juice both being a very good tenderizer. She doesn't like the meaty taste, like the, the bloody taste of the meat. I don't mind it. I like it actually. But um, she said it, it absorbs any of the spices that you're putting into your food. It will absorb those extra spices. And it sure did. It soaked up all of the curry and everything just was in there and it had potatoes and um some carrots and it was really good she does it also tam um 
with her chicken. The chicken she'll use um, salt and lime juice. And yeah, the see, that's what I picked up on. Lorenz was talking about the tenderizer and flavor enhancer. That's what it hit me on was the tenderizer because of the vinegar. Um, but she does the salt and lime or lemon juice and a little bit of vinegar like with chicken. And it actually, it, it makes it juicier and absorbs it. It, it takes like that off of the chicken um, with shrimp because she doesn't like the, the fishy flavor. And that's a big thing with me too. I like the taste of fish and shrimp and seafood. I love it. But that I want to taste the, the actual flavors from the food that goes into it on that. And so she uses salt and um, I think she used lime or lemon too on just a little bit though, because you don't want to use or maybe in salt and vinegar. You don't want to use much um, citric acid with your fish because it will break it down. Um, especially white fish, any kind of white flaky fish, it will break it down if you use too much um, citric acid. Yeah, it's a tenderizer and it definitely will tenderize. I messed up on some salmon one time and thought, oh, I'll put, you know, a whole lemon squeezed on a couple pieces of salmon that were was going on the grill. Oh man, it fell apart. It went everywhere. Like, it was a mess. You could have made salmon stew with it. That would have been good. I mean, I, I just kind of like picked at the pieces. But yeah, it was really good. And so, yeah, I didn't know that either, Tim. It was a very good um, good lesson. And I've got the recipe that I will put in knickknacks. She had it on Pinterest. Um, she did use paprika in it. And I had to be careful because I am allergic to paprika. But it's really good. So I'll put that recipe in there. Um, it takes a couple hours to do. It has rice. Um, takes a few hours to do. I think like two and a half hours. But we, she fed. Oh, and it was funny. We were praying over it too because we thought we we're going to run out. We wound up having to make more rice. But the meat part of it, we were afraid we were going to run out. So I'm sitting there praying. I'm like, all right, Jesus, let this be like the, the loaves of bread and the fish. And let's just feed all of these people because all of the family, well, not all of the family, all the siblings came to my father-in-law's because he's not doing well. So we had one brother has four children. And so he was there. And then a sister and a brother-in-law have two twins. So that's five, six, seven, eight, nine the mother and brother-in-law doesn't have any. That's 10. Me and my husband, 12, 13. It was like 15, 16 people um, that she fed off of that. So I was like, wow. You know, it just kept going. And everybody got full. It was good. He's holding up well, Tam. Thank you for asking. Um, this weekend was very sad. And I'm going to try not to tear up too much. It was very sad. Um Dad had a uh, Friday night, you know, when everybody come in, he wasn't too sure what was, you know, he, he was glad to see everybody and happy and he was eating really good. And Saturday, oh, he just, um, that's when his youngest son got in. He lives in Ohio and his youngest son, I called him little Nicky. I'm big Nicky. He's little Nicky. And uh, he come in and so it was all, you know, hanging out in there with him. And 
he, he's he's lucid um but he he gets very he's very rattly and gets very choked up and he's he's, he's tired um but he he was telling his wife kathy um about how he had before we got there about how he died and he said that he he died and he saw this vision and he saw god and he said he got to heaven and it was just beautiful and he told his wife kathy and she told me this yesterday afternoon everybody else was gone but he told his wife and and told her about it and said i'm ready to go home and she said you are home you're in your bed and you're in your room and he said no i'm gonna go home and so yesterday um i didn't know this at the time but i was in there with him and i was doing some care because i'm a nurse and um i did a lot of hospice end of life care with patients i love elderly people and that's elderly and babies have been my 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 department that i've loved and so and that's my calling where god had put me and so i was honored to be able to help provide care for him and and do the things that i was able to do again for him because i helped him out a while back when he had uh, a severe brain abscess that caused stroke-like symptoms and which is why he got in this kind of situation but um i'd went in there with him and we were telling him bye and we had needed to get on the road sooner than we had but you know we didn't want to leave and i told him i said i love you dad and he sat there and held my hand and just squeezed and i said dad you know it's okay i said don't don't hang on and hold on because we're selfish i said go be with god go you it's okay you can go be with father and i'll take care of your son and i said go home and give him give jesus a big hug for me and then i come out and i mean of course i was in tears um and my husband went in and was talking to him because kathy had told us you know the story that she had told us about about how he had he had died and went to heaven and uh you know i was just like wow i didn't even know that you know that's what it that it was you know i'd ask y'all know i would ask for prayers regarding his salvation because i didn't know where he was at on that that wasn't one that something that he had really talked about very much um with the family you know um but i did ask i asked rachel his his daughter um she's a little bit younger than i am i'd asked her and you know where he was on salvation because i i didn't want to i didn't want to be bossy you know or or take control not really bossy but take control i wanted to just to let god let things be how he wanted it to be and go how he wanted it to go and so um right after listening to church service yesterday you know i talked to to her and she said yeah that he's he's saved and that he knows the lord and jesus is his, his savior so thank you all for praying because that was a very good answer prayer um that happened i was very grateful for all of you and though i wasn't online a whole lot i want y'all all to know that that you were with me um in my mind and in my heart and giving me strength to be strong and um 
just to be able to be an example for others. And uh, so I really thank you all for that. This family is uh, such a, a strong, very good group that God brought together and I'm blessed to have. And I just want you all to know that, that I appreciate you all. So now I'm going to uh, put on a little bit of music here so I can regroup before we pray and uh, take any prayer requests that y'all may have. So let me get us something going here. If y'all got any prayer requests, just drop them down and then we'll pray it about. Um, I'll give it. Oh gosh, it ended. I don't know why it ended, but it ended. Podbean's doing something weird. Like, completely went away. Try this. So my music is just uh, not playing. I don't know what's happened to it. So we won't have music because there's nothing coming out. I've got a couple songs loaded, but nothing. Podbean's not being very nice. So we'll just kind of be here. And then we'll pray. Oh, there it goes. Now it came on.
Oh, these are some really good prayers in here. I think I knew Becky, um, Mary. So, yeah, I was confused when I was reading that for a second, but I was like, glad you clarified that because I, I wasn't sure. But, yes, um, does anybody else have any other prayer requests they want to get in? Type now. Fisher's on at 2 Eastern. Hmm. I don't know. I have not had a chance to... This is my first time hopping on Podbean since uh, Friday. So I'm not sure, honey. Um, I don't know if it it's the, the time change or I don't know. Because, see, I hadn't... Um, okay, thank you, Tam. And, uh, Lored, Scott was late. It was at 2 a.m. He spoke and was late. So, he did have a late one. This time change has me so messed up. I don't like it. Um, I do like having the, the daylight longer. But, I do not like this trying to adjust. Like, today, my, my internal clock is... It should be almost 11 now, and I'm just starting, not finishing. So, it's going to take me a little bit to get adjusted, and then by the time I adjust, it'll change again. And Oh, well. It keeps us on our toes, right? I'm going to have to listen to it, though. I've got, I need to catch up on Brothers in a Bible, and Kilda Krish. i got a bunch of stuff to catch up on today, which I have a lot of, uh, Fun farm stuff. The geese keep getting out today. I think we have lost a duck um, while we were gone. Um, I think something got one of my ducks. So, I don't know. I, I've got a lot of stuff to do today. I just got to uh, get out there and get it done. I've got my plants out, though. The tomato seedlings are growing. The sweet peas are growing. And the lettuce is coming up. So, if you ain't got plants started, time to start getting your plants growing inside. All right, guys, we're going to take a minute and we're going to pray and just let it all go to Father and let him handle all this because he's got the power and the ability. We don't. He's going to take care of us, though, because he's promised it. So if y'all, um, if you're not driving and it's safe, bow your head, close your eyes. Heavenly Father, thank you for all of the, the wonderful blessings you've given us in our lives, the the air in our lungs and, and just, you know, sometimes having a good heart is just something that so many take for granted and not everybody does have. So, Father, I thank you for just giving all of us that's here just wonderful, loving hearts of uh, uh, that love Jesus and that show that love for one another like Jesus shows us every day. Uh, we lift up our sister Mary as she's got an unspoken prayer request, as well as for her friend, Becky. Um, tomorrow being the three-year anniversary of her daughter's death from a fentanyl overdose. And, and just having her birthday last week as well, Father. We know that's that's hard. It's, it's not right for a parent to bury a child first. It's not. It goes against all the laws of nature and and, and what is right. And as you said, death is, is the last thing that we overcome. 
It's sad. Even Jesus wept, Father. So we just pray for your your loving arms around them, as well as for my in-laws and, and my husband's family. And as they're going through this this grieving process and and the transition of their dad and and him coming up there with you, Father. So just be with that family and be with the be with everyone who is going through issues with a loved one that's sick or hurting or someone they're caring for and 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 they just get to where they're either losing faith or they're just hurting father just be with them and 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 give them the comfort that they need give them the words of encouragement and reminder of just like our rainbows are a reminder of your your promise to us that that you love us and that nothing is going to be able to harm us as long as we have you and we'll always have you as long as we repent and we seek you and we seek Jesus and and that's that's what we need so father we we thank you for just giving us these abilities to 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 be with our families and to love them and so just be with those that that are still caring for their families. I know brother Steve is, is taking care of his sister and she's having some issues, some health issues. So to be with him and his wife and their family as they're going through things for our sister, Ginger and Proverbs 31 girl, just if they have any, any needs that they need father, just meet them please for our Kilted Christian plan for Jeff and Duncan for living for their families. Um, just keep them wrapped in your arms, Father, and and keep guiding them down your path to do your righteous work and and to glorify your name. For our sister Charlotte uh, Sharbird, for her job that she put in an application for, Father, I, I lift her up in prayer and that that if this is your will, that you open that door and and she get hired on and and that she do this this job that she's hopeful for father but if not then close it and open up her another one so that way she can be pleasing for you father for our sister wendy and for tam and for little red um i just pray father that you continue to bless them and for for our sister emily and lisa and for ryan and his family just be with them father god for our mod team um and just all of bard's nation for our members that are here in america and in canada and australia and chile and wales and all over the the world here with with knickknacks and all of the shows that we have in the whole bards fm family father just just be with them and answer their prayers hear their hearts and 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 just comfort them and give them that love because right now so many of us are just feel like we're on 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 weak ground and and it, it seems tough but father you remind us every day that that we're going to go through these struggles because this is a, a great reminder that we're not of this world we're just here for a time and, and while we're here father help us find those that are lost that aren't saved yet and help lead them to jesus Give us the words and the direction and the clarity that we need to be able to reach those where they're at and and to be able to to meet them there and, and bring them to you because that's the ultimate goal here while we're here is to love one another, 
to be good people to each other and, and to love Jesus. And because we love Jesus so much, we want to help others find and follow him. So, so God just help work through us to help us do your will and your work and to glorify your name. So, so more just come to you for all the many things that you've given us for the love that you've given us and, and for everything, father, we're just so, so grateful and so thankful for that. And we just pray that you, you heal our lands and cleanse this world of this evil, whether that time is now or it comes after we're gone. Just father, just, we know that your hand is going to deal with this justice and, and deliver the justice. But we just pray that, you know, while we're here, that these children will be saved and rescued, you know, these children that are hurting and, and being abused. Father, be with them. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Sorry, guys. I think FedEx might be here. And I had to cut that one a little short because they're bringing me a soundboard that's going to fix the show to where it sounds better. So I'm going to go ahead and... uh. I'm going to do a hard stop, guys. I'm sorry about that, but I need to go get FedEx. I love you guys. I hope you all have a wonderful, blessed day. I'll be back tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern with Angie. We're going to be talking about some more herbs. Have a wonderful day. God bless, and I will see y'all online. Thank you all.